Welcome back, scholars. Thank you for choosing this podcast again. I hope that it blesses you and everyone connected to you. You make sure you send this word to anybody who needs to hear this word. And it is so easy to send this word. So I'm counting on you to get this word out there. Yes, I've given you some homework before the show even started. Because guess what? We're in this together. And I know you heard the last podcast where I was like, if you're not building powerhouses, then you're not doing what you need to do. So baby girl... Or baby boy, you know. (laughs) If you know somebody needs to hear this word, I am depending on you. The Lord is depending on you. So, you know, no pressure. Today's episode is titled, Can I Get a Refill? Say it with me because sometimes that's just what we need. Sometimes we need a good old refill. As a matter of fact, let today be the last day that you ever go into a stressful situation without being refilled. Earlier this month, we were talking about pouring from an empty cup and fasting goes hand in hand with that. It's actually the remedy for depletion. Although many people think of fasting as what you'll be going without and how much you don't have physically, spiritually, you'll be able to conquer whatever. I love that for you. I love that for me. I love that for us. And this isn't just take my word for it. We saw this. We read this with our own eyes as an account of Moses' life. He may look like, but that boy was a spiritual giant. So some wins for the week, and yes, we're going back to wins of the week because we need to celebrate ourselves more. And I don't know if you're like me, but you probably are. You don't celebrate yourself enough. So some wins for the week is that it's going down, okay, in a good way. Like the numbers on the scale are going down. And I'm happy about that because there was a little bitty moment, a really, really small moment where I was getting beside myself. But now I'm back on the right trajectory. My grandparents, both of them, 96 and 90 respectfully are doing amazing and I love that for them all glory be to God I love this community of listeners you yeah you listening and I couldn't do it without you today's message will be straight to the point now I don't know about you but I consider myself to be a nail connoisseur I am a faithful customer at my local nail spot so much so that they tell me that I'm the boss there they're like okay here comes our boss Sometimes I schedule my next visit in advance because there is just something so irritating about looking down at my hands and seeing that little gap where my nail and the acrylic has separated. That's when I know it's time to get a refill. I can just tell. How many of us can just tell when our souls need to be refilled, when we need to be refilled with the word of God, with the love of God, with the presence of God? We all know that something will always be waiting for us ahead. Some problem, some obstacle to get over, something trying to trip us up, which means that we have to be ready at all times, which includes being properly refilled. Our message from today is that when we take time to put God first in every endeavor, we are preparing for whatever lies ahead. In Ezra chapter 8, verse 21 through 23, we see that Ezra is on his way back to Jerusalem with the exiles. But before they prepare for the physical journey, they prepared spiritually. We need to properly prepare for our spiritual journeys as well. This journey to intimacy with God will not be easy. Let me be the first one to tell you that you will feel like you're being attacked by things that you didn't even know mattered to you. The Israelites preparing for their spiritual journey exemplified their total dependence on God. Fasting gave them more time to pray and meditate on God. Their fasting shows us that the real prayer, serious prayer, dangerous prayer has to be concentrated and from the heart. It cannot be that prayer that you pray just because your alarm goes off three times a day. 
It has to be an intentional prayer. God is not a quick fix. He is the real deal. In Esther chapter 4, verse 15, we see another way that fasting is used to help not just the person fasting, but the entire community. So Esther's cousin was a real Jew, not just those Jews that was only keeping the Sabbath holy, but every day he was a Jew through and through. And the king's second in command, Haman, didn't really like that. You know, Haman had just gotten his little piece of power and he did not like that a group of people didn't fear him like the rest of the kingdom. Specifically, the Jews didn't fear Haman because they knew who their God was. Haman is so mad, I'm talking big mad, that he decides to go about in a sneaky way and get a law passed like a modern day purge, where on this day, you could kill as many Jews as you wanted. There is so much to dissect there. There's a podcast episode about that. And also you can pick up your handy dandy Bible and learn more. What I like about this moment is that Mordecai and Queen Esther, they have little prominence. No one is going to miss them. They're not making a big fuss in the community. They could have just left and resided somewhere else so that they wouldn't be hurt. But what they decided to do was to put their lives on the line for others. Instead, they decided to fast. Not just to save themselves, but to save those who were just like them, no matter how far they personally had grown. So again, we learned that fasting at best only helps the person that's fasting. We also learned that we cannot fast for people, but we can fast with others. And this passage, this scripture shows us the camaraderie that community bring when everyone is aligned and working towards the same goal. But one thing I must know is that when you are praying and you are asking for God's direction, he is going to give it to you. You just have to be ready to act. My main point for today is that fasting gives us more time to pray and meditate on God's word. An important function of community of believers is mutual support in difficult times. My Bible reminds me that when we are experiencing struggles, we should share with one another and ask our brothers and sisters for prayer. And when others are asking you for prayer, you should be so ready, so filled up with goodness that you just pour it out. You're just waiting on someone to be in need of the goodness that you have down in you because you are refilled to the brim. God, I just thank you for refilling us to the brim so that when we bump into someone, they get a little bit of your goodness. When we talk with someone, they get a little bit of your goodness. When we are with someone, they get a little bit of your goodness. Thank you, God. I want to leave you with some practical ways of how you can be refilled. And I know that you already know this, but I know that it is also really good when we have these simple, subtle reminders. I'm going to leave you with seven practical ways that you can be refilled if you find yourself at the end of this episode not knowing where to start. Read the word. Consider the word. Search the word. Study the word. Meditate on the word. Memorize the word and listen to the word. With something to think about, during both Esther and Ezra's fast, they gained strategy and insight on how to move forward while kingdom building. Just calling the spade a spade, a lot of us aren't fasting because what we're doing on our day-to-day has little to do with kingdom building and more to do with tearing it down. The goal for today is to get serious about kingdom building. And I want to ask you, what does that look like in your household? My goal, personally, for today is to refill my love tank. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go, be a blessing.